Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM. WRUF. We welcome you to a Wednesday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Jose, who just produced the uh, on, on Deck show, will also produce Sports Scene for today. If all goes uh, according to Hoyle here today, the Gator women's tennis coach, Roland Thornquist, will join us because his team is starting NCAA tournament play and going to be playing here this weekend. Dick Girardi, who's been on with me, uh, if he hasn't been on all the 25 years of sports scene with me, he's been on the vast, vast majority of it. The Kentucky Derby is coming up this weekend, uh, and so he'll be here to preview that. And yesterday we did not get a chance to talk to Mike DiRocco uh, about the Jacksonville Jaguars draft. Uh, he had something come up, and he couldn't make it. Uh, he will make it, at least he's supposed to, today, uh, and he'll be here as well. So that is what's going on. First of all, I am happy because my Knicks won last night. Now, the Heat didn't have a lot of firepower last night, and arguably he could have won that game. But at least the Knicks aren't going to Miami down to nothing. But it's it's still the Heat. They did their job. Uh, they won a road game, and that's the most important thing. It looks like Randall Cobb, the former Kentucky player, who had all those years with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, looks like he's going to join the J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Yeah. Again, if you're going to get him, go all out. That's what you because he, if he's there any more than two years and he's effective for anything more than two years, it's gravy. You got to win now. And that's what I think they're trying to do. Uh, Tyler Perry, who some thought would uh, be looking at Florida. Uh, on the college basketball recruiting trail, has committed to Kansas State. Um, kind of an undersized player at 5'11", uh, but he, the Kansas State had a pretty good point guard. It wasn't very big this past year, uh, and uh, he'll go in there and maybe undertake that role. We will take your phone calls. Today's one of those days. I'm just being brutally honest here where there isn't a whole lot. But I will say this. Um, how about uh, what the Panthers have done in the National Hockey League, Florida Panthers? It's amazing. Trying to get somebody, trying to get Barry Melrose here. Can't get anybody, which is too bad. But that's the way it is, and we'll go on from there. 3928255. You can email srussell at WRUF.com. Uh, Bill says, big Rays fan, 
Happy with the way the way the Rays have started the year? He asks, can they keep this up? Yeah. Yeah. But think about it. Um, what are they, 24 and 6 now? Isn't that what they are? Something like that? And they can't shake the Orioles. Think about that. And the Braves, really good. Spencer Strider, and this is about the draft, it's interesting. He was a fourth-round pick. Fourth round. So sometimes you don't always get it right in terms of, you know, where a player's drafted and what he does. And then I got another baseball one. Bill says, I'm a Yankees fan. I'm concerned. They want to fire Aaron Boone. I do too. What's the Yankees' problem? Well, their pitching hasn't been very good. Carlos Rodon is still hurt. Some of their pitch, their top-notch pitching is hurt. Aaron Judge is hurt. That's part of it. Rodon was supposed to be a big part of their success there and uh, hasn't been able to do it. Mark says, not sure if this topic's been discussed on your show before. I'd be very curious to get your thoughts on a scenario where the NCAA for men's basketball move from a 30 to a 24-second shot clock. I thought about this and don't see any cons. In fact, only positives. One of the significant pros is it would help cut down on fouling because players have less time to guard. In addition, scoring would also increase. How do you know that? If you have less time to shoot, maybe your, your shot selection isn't as good. But I'll throw that out for discussion. I don't know if it's even being looked at, but, you know, I'll... Sometimes there are moves afoot to make a college game like a pro game. And sometimes there's times when you don't. William says, a couple of items for you today. What a shame the ACC can't find a way to stream the game last night. Um, there were cameras at the game. Uh, they did reviews. Uh, ACC equals a crappy conference. It was their choice as the home team to not stream it. Well, but William, think about their view, right? Why would the ACC want to stream a game that features a team that's not very good? Give me a reason why. And don't tell me it's because, you know, they want to have people view their product. I mean, do they? Yes, but do they want to view that product? So it stinks as you're a Gator fan. And you figured Florida would win and you want to see him win, sure. But if you're the ACC, I get it. Wants to give praise to Purnell. Been critical of him on your show for his performance over the last few years. Happy to see him do well last night. Maybe we can parlay that into an arm we can use later in the season. Well, that's certainly the hope. You know, sometimes you when you get confidence, uh, then... You can pick up from a certain point and, you know, go from there. The, the problem with the Gator bullpen has been it's not been particularly consistent. It's been 
up and down, right? There's times when Abner looks really good, when Slater looks really good, and then I'm using them as examples. Uh, Ficarota looks really good, and then they'll they'll have, you know, a bad outing. So if that the starters are not because of the high pitch count and the number of strikeouts, they're probably not going to go eight nine innings. But the optimum to me is seven. You get seven out of the starters most of the time, I think you're going to be in pretty good shape. Sprote got seven in against Missouri when, the, when Florida run ruled them. And we'll see what they do on the road here. 12-14, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN, 98.1 FM, and 850 AM, WRUF. Purchasing a vehicle is something you take a lot of time on. You've got to spend hard-earned money, and the selection you make is important. You want the vehicle you're driving to last you a long time, to be something you like to drive. Well, Southeast Car Agency knows that, and they have done this over 40-plus years of being in business. They never try to hard sell you. They work with you, so you get the vehicle you want at the price point you want. That's why their selection is so great, because they have all different kinds of makes and models with different price points for the vehicles. You can test drive them, eyeball them for yourself at Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville, or go online at secars.com and get information about them that way. The Cousins family has been running this business the same way for over 40-plus years. I've been a customer of theirs and a satisfied one for years and years, and you can be too. Go see him in person. Make sure and tell him Sports Scene sent you to Southeast Car Agency. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. Hey, it's Steve Russell talking to all you healthcare workers out there. Don't just dream about your family's next adventure. Make it a reality. My Healthcare Federal Credit Union has super low rates for new and used boats, RVs, campers, and power sport vehicles. If you already own one, refinance it now with rates as low as 5.99% APR. And you might qualify for a gas card up to $100. We are My Healthcare Federal Credit Union, helping Florida healthcare workers and their families here in Gainesville. Visit myhcfcu.org to learn more. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. 
visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers and you'll find service from experienced professionals real steel find yours at steelusa.com Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies you know our partners tirerack.com you know fast free shipping free road hazard protection tire decision guy they test the tires they've got their own test track where they push tires to the limit yeah those guys you want a quiet tire with great traction, comfortable ride. Use their results to make an informed choice. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of Goodyear tires. Go to TireRack.com Dan. See for yourself. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I just learned Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you've earned, doubled. All the cash back from eating at your favorite restaurant. Doubled. All the cash back from that trip where you sort of learned to snowboard. That's also doubled. And the best part, you don't have to do anything ridiculous to get it. No, Discover does it automatically. Seriously, though, see the terms and check it out for yourself. Discover.com slash match. On Deck with Jeff Cardozo and Steve Russell. Wednesday mornings at 11, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF. Florida women's tennis coach Roland Thornquist will join us at the bottom of the hour to talk about his team in the NCAA tournament. In the meantime, calls, 392-8255, emails, srussell at wruf.com. Steve, hello. Hey, Steve. I think we have a baseball team that has the potential to win it all this year. It's a nice combination of uh, veterans and freshmen and uh the only problem, as you mentioned, is our pitching. But I think that's Sully's strong point as a coach. And it doesn't have to be all resolved at the beginning of the year, but I think by the end of the year, you can see improvement, and by the end of the year, our pitching will be fine. And, uh, of course, well, the end of the year is coming. Awful. Yes, it is, but look, look what – how Purnell progressed. I know that's just one outing, but he was really struggling. And I just, I have a lot of confidence that Sully can fix the pitching issues. Um, and so we have enough offense and defense. It's just the uh, the pitching. And, and I think he can fix that by tournament time. Well, that is certainly the hope. All right. Okay. Thanks. Yep. Thank you, Steve. PG, hello. Hey, man. Um, you were talking about Spencer Strider. Uh, I know the Mets got to him a little bit this week, but they still won that game. But he's pretty phenomenal. Like, out of most of the young pitchers I see, I, you know, I'm a Mets fan like you, so it bothers me to say this, but, you know, you got to give credit where it's due. And he is, he is really good. I, I know, didn't he, wasn't he in the ACC? Did he go to Clemson? I can't remember where he went. I can't either. Nope. I yeah. Don't. But, you know, those guys just kind of get through. Pitching is so hard to – I don't know. Like It's just, you know, sometimes the harder you throw, and he does throw hard, isn't always, you know, the predictor. you got to have movement, control, the whole thing, um, demeanor. But that leads me to what I was going to say. So I was listening to uh, Passon and, and Olney the other day on their podcast, and, and I've been thinking about this too, but 
one of the biggest problems right now with GMs and baseball teams in the MLB is the volatility of the younger pitchers like Strider's age and maybe even a little bit older. You put Rodon into that. And it got me thinking, like, man, you know, I know Garrett Cole might be pushing 30, but he's pretty durable. But under 30 guys, there's not many of them, you know, once you get them paid, that, that really make it through. Um, you can look at the older guys like Scherzer and Verlander, and they've had their injuries and come back. But that is a big problem in the league because and, – and they're saying the number one predictor is – previous arm injuries, previous injuries for the second injury and the high octane, you know, you can go down the list of why are the guys throwing too hard. Or one of the things is, and, and I think this to be true is probably the year round travel ball stuff. Um, but, but that doesn't matter. The point is, you know, you can't, it's almost like these teams to invest like in a strider, let's say like that age, I think he's 22, right? 23, maybe. Um, there's just not a lot of them. Can you think of anybody in the MLB, under 27, that hasn't had injuries and is ace-like. Oh God, you're, I mean that's you're asking me to. Just, it's impossible to answer that question. Top of my head, one. no, but I'm sure there are. Look how many teams there are. Look how many players there are that would fit that category. Not many, man. I'm telling you, it's it's kind of and and you know. If you're investing that kind of money, look, DeGrom's, DeGrom's older, but he's back on the DL. You know, you almost want to get them out of the draft, draft heavy pitching, you know, and, and not have to pay them maybe arbitration stuff, but not the big contracts. So anyway, just think of, I mean, I can't think of one, you know, and that's, that's pretty unheard of. Man. But yeah, I, I, I guess I'm not understanding the point here. The point is guys under 30 pitchers, generally have arm have injuries right now in the MLB. So if you get them, you can get, you can get the strider years, let's say, and let's hope he doesn't get hurt, but he's already had some injuries to invest in that player. It is, it's just, there's just not a good gamble on that. Yeah. But, but that, that's a blanket statement PG that I, I would not agree with because there's, there's no, I mean, that that's, they're just too big, but look how many teams there are with pitchers who are under 30, right? And define injury, right? I mean, I, I missed two starts. Oh, I know what you're saying. Is that injury? I, I guess. I don't know. I mean, look, one thing we I think we see, because there is year-round baseball now and travel ball and all that, you know, more pitchers are getting hurt, more pitchers are having Tommy John at younger ages. I think that's going to help things, actually. Because of that, because if you recover from that, your arm is generally stronger than what it may have been. But I mean, anybody's a crapshoot, right? If you—that's why you do your research. You know, yeah. if I'm drafting you, part of my research is how many innings has that guy thrown? You know, what's his history been? That—that's part of the research you do. Oh no, I, I totally agree. I'm just saying that you know there was a full podcast devoted to that, and it got me thinking. And I know this is early on. But as the young aces come through, there's not many of them that get paid and fulfill the contract as a pitcher. And that's just its kind of what's going on right now. So, I mean, it's interesting, but um, I could point to Cole as about the only guy that got the big contract that's been durable. You know, there's a couple more in there, I'm sure, but not many. You know, you can go down. I don't think Rodon's pitched in any this year, right? Right. 
So, I mean, it's just it's, it's a tough gamble on the teams, especially in the guaranteed contracts. And I think they're starting to kind of, you know, obviously everybody wants a strider, but the younger guy, you know, that you might get some years out of, they're in arbitration instead of having to pay him. So, okay. anyway, it's pretty interesting. All thank right, you. PG, thank you. Appreciate your call. Mike, welcome. Hey, Steve, how are you doing? Good. Yeah, I'm going to talk about uh, future scheduling in the SEC, and I'm not really going to concentrate on football and basketball because that seems to be what everybody wants to talk about. But what about sports like baseball and softball? Right now, Florida plays 30 games a year, which means they don't play three opponents a year. Now, if you and softball plays even less. Now, if you bring in Oklahoma and Texas and you keep the 30 games, that's basically five teams or one third of the league. You're not playing on a uh, yearly basis and we all know there's probably two uh answers to this one is to decrease the number of midweek games which doesn't do a whole lot of good for you know for a lot of teams like you know north florida jacksonville stuff like that or to maybe get the ncaa to increase from 56 to 60 games what do you think would be the best solution well do you know the new schedule that baseball is going to do well no but 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 you know but again, if they increase from thirty games, they've got to take midweek games out of out of that to add Texas and Oklahoma games if well, they're going to play you know them on well, a yearly basis. This has already been decided. Okay, they're going to each season a team's going to play a three game series against two permanent opponents, and then eight rotating opponents. That's thirty so that's conference still- games. 30 conference games, that means you're not playing five teams a year. Basically, you're not playing one-third of your league each year. Okay. I mean, again, I just don't understand why with so much going on, the NCAA couldn't increase from 60, I mean, from 56 to 60. I mean, I don't want to go back to the days where, you know, back in the mid-'80s where teams were playing 75, 80 games a year. But if they increase it to 60, they could add maybe go to 33 league games and not lose any uh, mid-league games. But what's three more games? Big deal. Well, at least you get to play everybody pretty much, you know, on a, uh, you know, on a semi-annual basis. You know, so, you know, it's like in football. You may not play a team for six or seven years. No, not that's not true. The way this is going to format out. Again, yeah, you're playing a three-game you- series against two permanent opponents, and eight. Think how many that rotates. Eight. Okay, that's a lot of rotation. You won't play everybody every year, obviously, but it's going to come around enough times, I think. Well, again, again, uh, what's it like in softball? Because softball plays even less games, obviously, because Vanderbilt doesn't have a softball team. But I think they play twenty-four, and if you keep it at twenty-four, you know, it's like half. You know, you're not playing half the league each year. Well, I know they're still determining what's going to happen in football and volleyball. And they don't know the postseason f- tournament format in baseball. So there's still some things that, you know, they're going to have to iron out. And I was reading online where FSU, they might not even make the ACC tournament. Uh, I thought every team played in the tournament. Oh, well, I guess not because no. the ACC does the same thing. Correct. I mean, how patient do you think those people up, up there in Tallahassee are going to be? Very patient this year. You, they, they hired a coach who's been a a national coach of the year. And I think people that follow the program understand that Martin Jr. did not do a good job. You know, he, they were able to make the tournament because of leftovers from what his dad had recruited. So I think they understand 
you know, the, the job he's got to do. Mike, i got to run to a break. Thank you for your call. Um, okay, I'm going to take this break late um, just because I don't want to keep Coach Thornquist waiting here. Roland Thornquist is going to join us now, the Florida women's tennis coach. Gators getting set for NCAA tournament action, and that's going to be taking place here this weekend. Roland, good to talk to you again. How are you? Hey, Steve. How's it going, man? Going well. I always appreciate you doing this, Coach. Um, okay, give us a thumbnail of how the season has gone for you to this point. What got you to this point? Yeah, we've uh, you know we've competed really well, um, and we've had some really close losses with top five teams. We've lost to Texas A&M a few times, where we had chances. They're two in the country. We, you know, we we were just points away from beating them. And same thing at Georgia. They're four in the country. Uh, we beat number three Michigan, so we've we've had some tastes, um, you know, against the best teams in the country, and got one of them. But I, you know, we're really close, and then we've got some some wins against teams, you know, around 15, and that's where we find ourselves right now, around 15, 16 in the country, uh, and that's probably on uh, on a given day, we're probably between 10 and, and 15. I would I would suggest. Now, for those who don't know, Florida's going to play North Florida on Friday, and the other teams here, Georgia Tech and UCF. As you look at this draw, this bracket, Roland, what do you see? Yeah, uh, playing North Florida certainly um, don't give us any, uh, you know, weather advantages because they're <laughs> used to the same temperatures that we do. And, you know, this time of year we're hoping to get uh, a team from up north that just succumb to the temperatures. But – you know, North Florida obviously uh, won't do that. And they we're really familiar with North Florida. We've played their tournament the past few years. They've got some really talented players at the top of the lineup. They're very, very good in doubles. They've won Their doubles team has won our region a few times. So we're pretty familiar with North Florida. They're going to come uh, with some good talent and, and uh, try to mess us up on Friday for sure. I was going to ask you about the teams here because this is a very regional draw, if you will, with UCF and Georgia Tech. Is that just a fluke, or is the NCAA kind of moving to that? No. I Look, I think the committee tries to go uh, regional whenever they can, meaning you know, if they, if they can have a few region, regions where, where the schools can drive, uh, they try to do that. And then if you look around the country, some of the other um, – sites you have teams that you know three teams that have to fly in so i don't really know that there is a perfect formula to be honest it seems to be uh, sort of uh, different each year but uh, this year clearly you're right you know we've got two teams that are you know two hours driving and then georgia tech what are they four and a half hours driving away from us so it's definitely very regional regionalized for us our men got shipped to arizona so, you know, it, yeah. it's just different. Uh, uh, it's just different every year. Um, you know, I don't think all the all the years we've done this together, I'm not sure I've ever asked you this question. Because you ended the year, I think you won like 11 of your last 14 or 15. So certainly you're playing good tennis at the end. But do you view this as the start of a new season? Do you tell your team, we're going to build it on momentum? How do you How do you approach that? No, not really. To be honest, we kind of do. If if we would ever divide the season into two stages, we would probably do an indoor outdoor. Okay. You know, and that occurs at the end of February. Yep. So 
but but we obviously talk about you know the NCAA tournament is the, is really what we talk about when when we first get together in August. What we want to look like, you know, what kind of team do we want to have? You know, we want to be physical. Uh, we want to be able to extend rallies, play defense if we have to when it's hot and humid out here. And so you're hoping as you prepare the team and the team evolves throughout the year, you're hoping to get to a point now in May where the team has all those qualities that you were hoping when you first met in August. And one thing about this team, Steve, to be honest, this team has worked really hard. This team has worked as hard as the 2011-2012 national championship wow. teams. Every morning they come out with a with their uh, with an agenda of getting better, and so it's been a great thing to be uh, a, a part of. We've we've loved uh, every day. You know, uh, they have just been really professional in their approach, and so for teams like that, you really hope that they can get paid at the end and and have some postseason success. Do you like the way your team's playing now going into this? Uh, we played really well in the SEC tournament. You know, we once again, we <laughs> we, we were up one point away from winning the doubles point on Texas A&M. And, you know, that could probably have been the difference, um, honestly, in, in, in winning that one. And so, uh, yeah, we've, we're, we're hitting the ball as well as we have all year. We're as fit as we've been all year. Uh, and so being able to play at home Friday is, I'm hoping, going to really help us, uh, um, you know, play at the top of our game. Um, I'm sure everybody will be a little nervous, but so will North Florida. And But when the dust settles, I'm hoping we've put together a real quality match. Yeah, especially being at home. Uh, I'm, <clears throat> I'm going to end with this. Has there been a player or players, Roland, that you've seen really improve from the start of the year to now? I mean, sometimes it's very consistent and very steady. But has there been a player like that for you this year? Yeah, I, honestly, I've, I think we have quite a few. I, if you really look at our top four singles players, I would uh, argue that all four of them have gotten, you know, vastly uh, um, better. You know, much much better uh, throughout this season. And Sarah playing one for us. She played five last year, her sophomore year. Carly played four singles for us last year she plays two now and so uh, both of them made the individuals and singles um and so and then we've you know lissy steady as she goes you know she's improved and then we have a freshman of four rachel who is as talented as anyone i think all those four have really made big jumps in the game in the you know eight months or so that we've been working so uh, i think it bodes well you know they're all coming back next year and we're going to add some talent to it so um, I think the future is really bright. I got to ask you, what do you think of this portal stuff? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's definitely a little different. But you know, when when you're at University of Florida, the, the portal is going to definitely help you. You know, we're going to be one of the institutions where, if a player uh, chooses to leave wherever they are, you know, they're going to look at the University of Florida. So, um, you know, I think the key for us is just to make sure that we vet each and every one. You know, because most of the time, if a player leaves, there's a reason for it, and you sort of need to get to the bottom of it. But on the other hand, unlike a junior that we recruit, you know, the evaluation process is sort of out the window because you know you've seen these kids play 
a year or two years in, in Division One already. And so you know if the kid from a tennis standpoint is good enough. So there's some, um, you know, there's two sides to that coin, I think. And uh, just like uh, any other time, we just have to try to pick the right people who can fit in in uh, in your program and be not just good tennis players but great teammates as well. Uh, interesting with that. Okay, Friday you play, and then the winners play Saturday. What time? Uh, Friday. What time? Saturday. Well, so it's Friday at two p.m. is when we play North Florida, and if we are fortunate to win, then the regional final will be at one p.m. Saturday. Heat of the day. That's right. I wish you luck, my friend. I always appreciate you doing this. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. You got it, Go Coach. Gators. Yep. Thank you. You've done a good job with the team this year. Roland Thornquist. Florida Women's Tennis, 1237 Time Check, brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Anchored in the soul of Gator Nation and coming to you live from the second story of the CJC on the campus of the University of Florida, you are listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Here's a story I've heard too many times. You need your car looked at, so you take it to the dealership or some chain store, and guess what? They're backed up, understaffed, and woefully unorganized. You just know if you leave your car there, it'll be days before you see it again. You don't need that kind of mess in your life. Dave Mays Automotive is fully staffed. They have five ASE-certified mechanics on hand. There's no wait time, and they'll even give you a loaner car if you need it. Now, that's service, and that's why I and so many others have been trusting Dave Mays Automotive since 1975. Located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the Industrial Complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road, online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive. We get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. If you're celebrating a milestone anniversary this year or just starting the process of picking out that engagement ring, welcome to International Diamond Center. At IDC, we're one of a few jewelers around the world with direct access to exquisite diamonds from Namibia. These are the highest quality, most brilliant diamonds on the planet. And with IDC's connections with the cutters, you can be assured of the ultimate in value with no middleman markups. And just as important as the brilliance of our diamond is the source itself. An IDC diamond comes only from specific minds that follow strict international laws and environmental standards. Not only do we guarantee conflict-free diamonds, we are proud that when you purchase an IDC diamond, you are helping provide dignified employment, much-needed education, and necessary health care to African families. So come and shop with confidence at IDC. Confidence in the quality, the value, and the integrity of our diamonds. International Diamond Center. Transparency, honesty, responsibility. Learn more at shopidc.com or visit our showroom today at Celebration Point. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss, whether it's affecting you or a loved one. Don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. Florida is kayaking country. Kayaks are a great vessel for exploring the state's beautiful waterways, but it's important to be prepared for the journey regardless of your experience level. 
Get your boater education and learn about you and your craft's abilities. It'll help you have a safer, more enjoyable time on the water. Before you go, know your limits and always wear your life jacket. Safe boating is no accident. To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Lots of sunshine today. High temperatures in the lower 80s. We have low humidity values outside and winds gusting to about 25 miles an hour. And that will increase our chance for wildfire spread. A red flag warning is in effect for our area until tonight. Clear skies overnight, turning chilly by tomorrow morning. Lows dropping to the low 50s. In the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. Joel Embiid was officially announced as the NBA MVP. To watch the maturation of the process, which is like the nickname now that's been attached to him, to see him come to this point where he finally got paid his dues for the way his game has been the last several years, I cannot be happier for Joel Embiid. He, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. This is Kevin Cash of the Tampa Bay Rays, and you're listening to Gainesville's only home for Rays baseball. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Later in the show, Mike DiRocco will be here to discuss the Jacksonville Jaguars draft. He covers the Jags for ESPN.com. And Dick Girardi here to preview the Kentucky Derby this weekend. Jeff, welcome to Sports Scene. Hey, Steve. Um, earlier in the show, there was a, a discussion on uh, potentially dropping the college basketball shot clock from um, 30 to 24. 30 yep. to, to 24. And, I, you know, it... If you watch a college basketball game, you see defenses kind of put token pressure as, as as the ball moves up the court. Sometimes it takes seven, eight seconds to get beyond the half court line. And if you t- if you scrape off six seconds, you're going from a team that's ability to maybe have 21 seconds to set up a, a shot and a play down to 15. And I think you're in there with just a, a clankathon of low shooting percentages. Well, I would say this, there were some of the same concerns when the clock was altered previously, right? That a lot of the same things were talked about, and I think everything's just fine, you know, as far as that's concerned. Um, I think it would certainly be an experiment to try. They've done that in other leagues, uh, in other, you know, international competitions, uh, you know, FIBA, uh, for example, has done it, uh, and those are young players that play in that, and there doesn't seem to be a problem there. So, you know, and that was done back in 2000, I think. Maybe maybe, maybe 2003 or four, but somewhere around 2000 it was done, and that's okay. Team USA's done very well there, playing with the 24-second clock. Sure, Team USA. Uh, but, you know, we're in college basketball, you, you've got a bunch of six-foot-eight athletes, uh, that aren't particularly good shooters to start with, and that I think that would be my, you know, my concern. I, you know, certainly, 
you know, it could, they could take a year or, you know, some period of time to to uh, to experiment with it. Well, it's but, like the uh, three-point shot, right? Yeah. Why do you want to, like, three-point who can't shoot now? Well, okay. I mean, I get it, and I can I, – I think it's fair to say this. I think you could come up with as many reasons to not do it as for reasons to do it. The question now becomes, you know, do you pull the trigger or not? So, sure. you know, but I think it's, I do think it's something um, that needs to be addressed and looked at. Um, for example, they've taught, why not try this in the NIT or try it in that other, what's that other tournament they have? CBI. Yeah, try it. And, and I know somebody's going to say, well, we haven't played with that all year long. And, well, that's the same thing. It's the same for every team. And maybe you can glean some statistics out of it that either support your point, that is, eh, probably shouldn't do it, or, you know, maybe this is good because it'll help, you know, change the game. Tempo will go up. you got to get a shot off sooner. Um, so, you know, I, that, try that. Gotcha. Well, thank you for your input, Steve. And uh, Spencer Strider went to Clemson. By the yeah, way. I, I thought that, but I wasn't sure. didn't want to say it, but you're right. That's exactly where he went. Well, thank you so much. Okay, thank you. And by the way, you know where he's from? Knoxville, Tennessee. Didn't go to Tennessee. 1246, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. If you're a regular listener of sports, you know I've been telling you for a while about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. They do fantastic work. It's always great, whatever organization it is, that you can help uh, teenagers or at-risk young boys, in this case, help to straighten out their lives. That's exactly what the Roadheaver Boys Ranch does because they take your donated vehicles, maybe a vehicle you don't want, but they'll take them, a boat, a car, a motorcycle, just about any kind of vehicle. These kids fix them up. They resell them. They learn real-life skills. So if you have an unused or unwanted vehicle of any kind, please consider donating it to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. Your donations are tax-deductible, and it really helps a good cause. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to find out more. Unnecessary penalties are so frustrating. It can ruin the entire outcome for our Gators. And according to Mike Lester of Talon Wealth, by the way, Talon Wealth is the official wealth management team of the Florida Gators. And he says if you're not careful, an annuity or unnecessary fees that don't provide value could not only take a chomp out of your portfolio, but in some situations, it could possibly change your lifestyle in retirement. So don't let expensive products or unnecessary fees take a chomp out of your lifestyle. Call Talon Well for a no-charge comprehensive financial plan valued at $1,500 to make sure you're on track to retire comfortably. 352-751-3200. That's 352-751-3200. Or schedule at Guarding Your nestegg.com allen private wealth llc investing in stock markets involves the risk of loss and there is no guarantee that all or any capital invested will be repaid Past performance does not guarantee future results a license d056341 compensation was paid to learfield for partnership with the gators as of january 2023
What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. You might think all a solid foundation can do is hold up walls and a roof, but it can do so much more. It can build friendships, launch businesses, create memories, and okay, yeah, hold up walls too. At Radiant Credit Union, we're about strengthening all the foundations in your life, starting with your home mortgage. Our home loan experts are ready to help you every step of the way, ensuring your financial foundation stays solid. Visit RadiantCU.org foundation to get started. Federally insured by NCUA. Sometimes a family needs a little help to deal with life stresses. You can contribute to happy, healthy childhoods with a few simple steps. Notice families under stress. Offer a helping hand. Give your time. Talk about healthy child development. Connect a family with resources. Contributing to a great childhood can be as easy as being a good neighbor. For more, preventchildabusefl.org. This message is sponsored by the Ounce of Prevention Fund of Florida, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. The WRUF Radio App, your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The home of the Florida Gators. Tony says going from 34 to 24 seconds sounds silly. He wishes they left it at 35. Last game of the college football playoff happening almost two months after Thanksgiving. Seems crazy. And can we get the Purnell and Abner we saw last night for the rest of the season? Uh, and then Steven says, do you think it was more impressive back when coaches won championships with a team of their own players? They developed as compared to today where coaches have the luxury of getting other schools' best players via the transfer portal. Probably with a team of their own players they developed, but you still have to develop the other players in the sense of putting them in the right positions to win, you know, making them part of your culture, your team, your system, etc. Because you are still recruiting. And and they are still, I mean, granted, it, it isn't like you're recruiting a freshman that you're molding from scratch, but I think there is still something to, you know, trying to get these kids. For example, let's take Gator basketball last year, right? Those transfers came in here. They did okay, <clears throat> but did they, you know, knock the socks off anything? No. So, it just depends, I think, on result, Stephen. Also, uh, in terms of what Tony was talking about, I don't know how many people really saw this to what he was talking about because they have announced the uh, college football playoff uh, schedule for next year and uh, 24 
for the 12-team expansion. And it is kind of weird. Think about this. In 2025, it will be December 20th of 24, one game. Then December 21st, three games. The quarterfinals, New Year's Eve. Then on New Year's Day, the semis on January 9, and then, uh, I'm sorry, January 9 and 10, and the championship game, January 20. So that's, you know, you're, you're looking at almost February there. But that's just how it is. This, you want change. You want things to happen. Well, that's part of the change. And if you look at what's going to happen in 2026, the game is going to be in Miami Gardens, Florida, the championship game. It's going to be on, on January the 19th. 12 teams. A lot of people have been wanting that. A lot of people have been wanting expansion, and now you get it. Uh, let's get a couple of emails here. Don't forget, <clears throat> we'll talk Kentucky Derby in the second hour. No show tomorrow as we're heading to College Station. Friday, uh, if all the technology allows us, we'll do sports scene from College Station. It's going to be very hot and humid and a big chance of rain. I think it's Friday, uh, which I hope doesn't come to pass because then you got to change things and you know that you just don't want that to happen if you can help it uh bill says i'm all for the shot clock being reduced to 24 seconds the more shots the better well now we could argue i guess more shots is good are the quality of shots going to be as good i don't know but i go back to what you know has been done internationally. The clock's been changed, and it's not really affected the quality of the game too much. So why not? Jack, luckily I had these emails to save the hour here. Um, what's been your biggest surprise in the NBA playoffs? Hmm. Biggest surprise. Well, I mean, I think the Bucks getting knocked out as early as they did was probably the biggest surprise. Um, the Knicks are still in it. That's a surprise because, you know, they've not been, you know, really good. Um, but that's probably the biggest surprise. Um, this is interesting. Rory McElroy is going to lose $3 million of his player impact program bonus for missing a second designated event last month. You can't do that. McElroy finished second to Tiger Woods in the PIP program, which measures a player's popularity and impact on the tour. He was set to collect $12 million. Instead, poor fella, he'll only get $9 million. Poor guy. I just, boy, man, poverty row for McElroy now because um, he has to forfeit 25% of the bonus for not going to the RBC Heritage Classic. It's the second time, by the way, he's opted out 
of a designated event this year. PGA rules require players to compete in all but one this season. That's why if you don't, you get penalized, and that's what's happening. Uh, let's see. Joseph emails. Um, I've seen a lot of way-too-early top 25s come out. Any surprises in that? Um, no. But I'll tell you an intriguing team to me. Alabama. Because what's going to happen at quarterback? Remember, they now have three quarterbacks, like Ole Miss does, that are vying to be the starter. They went out and got the Notre Dame kid because Milrow and uh, Simpson didn't really look the part in their spring game. And I don't know if they were judged on just one game. Knowing Nick Saban, I doubt it. And isn't it interesting, too, at LSU, Garrett Nussmeyer had a chance to leave. He didn't go in the portal. He's staying even though Jaden Daniels is back. There's, there's a growing sentiment that LSU might be the best team in the SEC, even over Georgia. And remember, Texas is coming in, and the Longhorns might be good. Might be good. Oklahoma won't be. I think Oklahoma is in the same kind of boat that Florida's in, you know, kind of a rebuild. And Utah is every poll I've seen in the top 15. That's going to be a tough opener. And it's funny, the team that waxed the Gators in the bowl game, Oregon State, also there, remember, they got the kid from Clemson at quarterback now. Um... And the returning starter, Gulbrunson, is back too. Um, and there's another kid there, Childs, who I think is a freshman, who's turned some heads. They got a pretty good situation at quarterback. That's hour number one of Sports Scene, hour two coming up, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. Kelly Blue Book is the one-stop shop for pricing, fixing, selling, and instant cash offering. Instant cash offer is exactly what it sounds like. An official offer to buy or trade your car. 
Just enter your VIN or license plate. Answer a few questions about your car's history and what kind of condition it's in. In minutes, you'll receive an offer to sell or trade your car that you can be sure is fair. Then choose a dealer to purchase your car and schedule a time to meet. For all of the it's, KBB.com. When you hear it's Spring Black Friday at the Home Depot and Ryobi 40-volt expanded cordless string trimmers are just $179, what are you driven to do? Clear out winter's overgrowth? Clean up the driveway lines? Or take a lighter touch around the flower beds? Hurry into the Home Depot during Spring Black Friday to get more done with the extended runtime and precision control of the Ryobi 40-volt expanded cordless string trimmer. Now just $179. Shop Spring Black Friday savings at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM. WRUF. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Wednesday. Gorgeous day here. How are you? We're going to talk a little sports, I hope, with you in this hour. Don't forget, no show tomorrow. We hop aboard the charter to go to Texas A&M for Gator Baseball over the weekend. 392-8255, that's the phone number to call. The email is srussell at wruf.com. Well, the NFL draft, history, but to dissect it is, as far as the Jacksonville Jaguars concerned, the guy who covers the team for ESPN and ESPN.com, Mike DiRocco, joins us. DRock, always a pleasure. Uh, okay, give us the 50,000-foot uh, view here. Just a straight question. What did you think of the draft? From the Jags' perspective, uh, it was a lot of future. Uh, and I know that sounds a little bit weird, but I think most their first two or three picks, especially, are guys that will probably help a little bit this year. But it's more about 2024, 2025, and beyond. You know, these are guys that they're counting on as being replacement starters, uh, you know, as we move forward and, and the Jags have to figure out salary cap issues and all that stuff because they've got that looming major contract extension for Trevor Lawrence. So they've got to be a little bit smart in terms of getting guys can help now, but also with an eye to the future. Uh, I think that's a great point you make, D-Rock, because I think people look at the draft, and there are certainly teams that, are, that have to get immediate help, but does that you saying that tells me that where the Jags are now in terms of personnel is in a pretty good place. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, especially offensively. Not it doesn't mean that the roster doesn't have holes because you know two of their biggest holes are pass rush and corner still. Um, so that's something they must address. You know whether it's a, a veteran that they can bring in late now or even moving forward in the draft, but offensively they feel like they're really in a good spot and and at certain spots on the defensive side too but you know you 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 can't always get what you want where you are because the need just doesn't match up with the rating you know and and once those top pass rushers were gone you know the Jaguars really didn't have an opportunity to grab anybody that they felt on their board anyway was worth where they were picking so yeah you know they're helped too, Steve, by the fact that they're playing in a division that's not very good, and, yeah. and the team that was on top, Tennessee Titans, is is falling. Uh, so they're clearly the class of the division, and, and basically what you have to do is get in to the tournament, as Coach Spurry would always say. Once you get into the tournament, you're uh, you're in better shape than than everybody else. So that's kind of where they are. 
Um, they lose Jerron Taylor, obviously, and then Cam Robinson's going to you know, have some kind of suspension here. Did that alter their draft plans? A little bit, but not as uh, – they were still looking heavily at offensive tackle because Cam Robinson's not going to be here after this year. That, I think that was a foregone conclusion that they were going to release. And he's got a massive cap hit. It's almost $22 million next year, and you know they can save almost 18 by releasing him. And, and he's been an average – to above, slightly above average tackle at times. And like I said, they've got some bigger cap numbers that they've got to deal with with some other guys. So this was always going to be his last year. Uh, so that was a pretty high priority for them anyway. And, they, you know, if they hadn't done it in the first round, they probably would have done it in the second. But knowing that he could be gone for two, four, or six games certainly accelerated a little bit in terms of where they put that need. You know this. Sometimes that uh, you know, if if a team drafts a guy in the first round, that's wonderful. But it's the fourth round, fifth round, sixth round steals you get that can sometimes really help your team. Florida's Ventrell Miller falls in there. Where do you see him in the scheme of things for the team? Yeah, you know, they, they drafted a lot of young linebackers last year, so I, he's a depth guy at this point, and I they, they view him as a, a special teams core special teams guy. Now, I don't even play a ton of that, I guess, at Florida. But, you know, they've got right now a kid that they drafted out of Miami that's a local kid, Shaquille Quarterman, and this seems to be like the, the guy that they slide in as a replacement for Quarterman, a guy who can but, – but Miller can play, a, you know, a variety of those spots at linebacker. Quarterman's just strictly an inside guy. Uh, and then a guy that they can be a uh, count on for, you know, punt return, punt block, all those special teams that, that – you know, you need those core guys for us. So that's kind of where they view him at this point. Tank Bigsby's interesting to me. Workhorse guy, you know, really good career. Does he have a chance to get carries here? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, they brought in Dearness Young, uh, you know, as uh, in free agency, and they re-signed Jermichael Hasty. But they were not very good in short yardage. They ranked 25th in terms of, uh, you know, short yardage runs, especially on third downs in the NFL. And that's just not good. And, you know, that's partly on the offensive line, but it's also partly on the fact that they didn't have that big physical back. Um, Travis Etienne is a solid between-the-tackles runner, but he's much better outside the tackles. He's the, uh, I think he was 8.3 yards a carry. I don't remember the exact number, but he led the NFL in yards per carry among running backs outside the tackles. So he's much better there. And they just need a bigger physical guy. And Bigsby was one of the best in the country. He, his yards per carry before contact ranked probably at the bottom of the uh, the SEC, but his yards per carry after contact was at the top, which tells you that he's a guy that can run through guys. He's not going to go down with that first hit, and that's what you need in those short yardage situations. So I think that's where they'll look at him first because they've, they've got to get better there. But you know what? There's always an opportunity for carries behind Travis Etienne that's the first thousand-yard rusher that Doug Peterson has had in his career as a head coach. So it's unusual for him to really rely on one guy. So any back that they bring in that high is going to have a role on offense, other than just that short yardage. Mike Tarocco joining us here, who covers the Jacksonville Jaguars, talking about their draft here. Um, D. Rock, when you uh, look at what the Jags did last year, I think that took even the most ardent Jags fan by surprise. The job that that coach did there. Is this sustainable? I think the roster is still very good, and as you mentioned, in a relatively weak division. Is this sustainable? 
Yeah, because they've got the quarterback. Um, once you have that, uh, you know, look, Joe Burrow and the Bengals are going to be a viable candidate to win the AFC for as long as Joe Burrow is standing on two legs. So it's the same way in, in L.A. with the Chargers, clearly in, in you know, Kansas City with the Chiefs, but now the Jags are part of that. Uh, he's a guy that you're going to be expecting to keep you in the hunt for as long as he's here. And it helps to have a Doug Peterson, a guy who's won a Super Bowl that knows what it takes. Um, but if you look at this team back in 2017, they made that run to the AFC title game. Everybody thought they should be playing in there uh, in the Super Bowl and probably would have beaten the Eagles with that defense. But th- the feeling was it wasn't sustainable because it was built on defense and the running game and the questions around the court. Blake Bortles, one of my favorite guys ever, but was just kind of a game manager at best there. So you have the quarterback now, and that's why it feels like this is a team that's going to be a factor uh, or could be a factor and should be a factor for the next decade. Let me ask about Anthony Richardson going to the Colts because that's the division, obviously, uh, the Jaguars are in here. Uh, you see those teams on a day-to-day basis, and I, I agree with 100% with you, D-Rock. I think the Jags are the, are the cream of the crop of the division now. Where, In your view, what you know about the NFL, where do you see Richardson and what his role might be with the Colts this coming season? Uh, you don't take guy fourth overall and put him on the bench. Uh, their roster is still pretty good, I think. So I think he's going to be starting at some point in this season. By And when I say that, by before midseason, he'll be the starter. He, I mean, he's so physically gifted. The one question you have is the accuracy. Uh, and, and can you improve that? Yeah, absolutely. And, and everyone points to Josh Allen uh, as the guy, as the example for Richardson, because they're sort of similar in terms of size and, and uh, you know, arm strength, although that Richardson's probably a much better runner than Josh Allen is. But I can't imagine that they're not going to put him on the field as quick as possible. Because I watched Nick Foles play here. Uh, it, it wasn't pretty. Gardner Minshew is a fine backup for a couple of games. He can get you a couple of, of wins here and there, but he's not a long-term starter in the league. You drafted this guy. You've got some decent weapons on offense. Jonathan Taylor is a, a massive compliment to him that will help take some pressure off of him. So get him on the field as quickly as you can and, and see if you've got enough to kind of challenge or push the Jaguars. Because while I say the Jags are the best team in the division, it wouldn't surprise me if they won it at 9-8. and eight. They're playing a much tougher schedule. Uh, you know, they've got to play Kansas City. They've got to play the Bengals again. They've got to play the Bills again. So it, it, it's not going to be an easy road for this team. So get Richardson on the field. See if you can sneak a win or two here and there. And, and maybe at the end of the year, you're in position to kind of steal the division. Uh, you just uh, presaged my last question for you in that <laughs> – in that, look, Jags fans saw what the, what the team could do, and now the expectation level has really risen here. But to your point, they play a tougher schedule. But the quarterback, you cover him. He seems to be a genuinely good guy, well-liked in the locker room, and willing to learn and adapt his game. What do you see with this kid? I see a guy that still hasn't come close to his ceiling. Really? Uh, you know, okay. Yeah, I, I really do. I think this is the second year in his in Doug Peterson's offense will be a really interesting year. We, we've watched Carson Wentz flounder and fall apart over the last five, six years in the NFL, but we all forget that Doug Peterson had him as a league MVP candidate in 2017 before he got hurt. 
And it's just amazing to think that that's what Doug Peterson did with that kid. And Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles outdueling Brady and Belichick, too. So I think the Peterson factor is a significant benefit for, for Lawrence. And let's not forget, they've also added Calvin Ridley this year. So mm-hmm. this offense could be one of the top five in the NFL. And the kid is everything you want in terms of smarts. He reads defenses. He's got no issue in terms of movement in the pocket. And he's got the rocket arm. And he's starting to find that balance of knowing when to gamble, knowing how to gamble, and knowing when to actually, you know what, I'm just going to take this check down and we'll figure something else out on the next play. So I think he can be even better. Now, does that mean he's going to be a, you know, Pat Mahomes and, and win two or three Super Bowls in the next five years. Yeah, I don't know about that, but I do know that he's got a chance to be one of the top three or four best quarterbacks in the NFL over the next decade. And if Ridley's right, it, and I think he seems very motivated, D-Rock, that, that could be a huge boost to this offense, can it? Well, they were 10th in the league without him last year. And really, the first half of that season, they were not particularly effective on offense so really they became the 10th ranked offense on the strength of that second half surge so yeah I had a guy that if he's anywhere close to what he was in 2020 when he had 90 catches by the way on a broken foot as he's reminding us multiple times <laughs> um, you know to, to, a, to an offense that Christian Kirk said had a thousand yard season best year of his career Evan Ingram best record or best uh, season in his career best season by tight end in franchise history. Yeah, this this offense has got a chance to be top three, five in the league. And, and if they can do that, then they can overcome some of those defensive, um, you know, problems that they, they'll have with that pass rush and maybe the nickel corner. Always appreciate you, my friend. Where can people see your work? I-R-O-C-C-O. And then, um, you know, ESPN and go to the NFL page and all my stuff will be there. Okay. Thank you very much, sir, for your time. Appreciate it, Steve. Thanks you got for having me. D-Rock. Thank you. Yep. Mike DeRocco does a great job covering the Jags for ESPN, ESPN.com. By the way, uh, Skylar Wallace is named a top 10 finalist for the USA Softball Collegiate Player of the Year. Pretty good. Um, she's hitting 456, 61 runs scored. 57 hits, 16 homers, and has 39 walks and 28 stolen bases. She is the poster player for power and speed. And she ranks among the best in the SEC, leading the SEC in batting average, in slugging percentage, in runs scored, in RBI, and a lot of different things. So, well-deserved. 115 time check brought to you by Hayes Shillery ESPN 98.1 FM 850 AM WRUF. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN 98.1 FM 850 AM WRUF. I think you know if you listen to this program uh, very often, you know I don't endorse anything I don't believe in or that I don't use. For 30 plus years, I've been a member of the Florida Healthcare Credit Union, my healthcare Florida credit union, because they've done me right. It's a terrific place to bank. And it's specifically for healthcare workers and their families. If you want your next adventure, you're planning a summer vacation or vacation anytime, let my healthcare federal credit union help you with that. 
super low rates for new and used boats. How about an RV or a camper or even a power sport vehicle? If you already have one, that's okay, but you can refinance it with rates as low as 5.99% APR. And in the process, you might qualify for a gas card worth up to $100. We are My Healthcare Federal Credit Union, helping Florida healthcare workers and their families right here in Gainesville. To find out more information about them, visit myhcfcu.org. That's myhcfcu.org. It's the first day of the first grade, and she found a new best friend. It's a layback Sunday afternoon. You wish would never end. The homemade taste of bluebell and good friends gathered round. The good old days are being made right now. Have you noticed that most ice creams now come in smaller cartons? Not bluebell. We're still making a full half gallon and a full pint of tasty goodness. Bluebell wouldn't have it any other way. The good old days are being made right now. The good old days are being made right now. Look for Bluebell ice cream at your local grocer and pick up your favorite flavor today. He's a former coach with two sons who played professional basketball. Satch Sullinger is a competitive individual, but his golf game was suffering because of painful joints. Right. That's real important. The golf game. Right. As we get older, we create these bad habits because we're relegated to hit a certain way. QC Kinetics used regenerative treatments, all natural healing properties from Satch's own body to restore those damaged joints and get his golf game back on track. QC Kinetics regenerative medicine is regenerating me all natural and that's what i'm about i'm gonna tell everybody why i'm better oh and by the way it looks like the competitive satch is back we're all in the same boat and i'm getting better and i'm watching them stay old go to qckinetics.com get relief and your game back call for your complimentary consultation call qc kinetics 352-400-4550 that's 352-400-4550 now with offices in gainesville ocala and the villages 352-400-4550 what is clear sound audiology and how can they help you well simply put clear sound audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss whether it's affecting you or a loved one don't miss what you haven't been hearing there's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period dry your hearing aids before you buy them all uf and santa fe students and employees save 10 percent, or mention espn for 10 percent savings as well visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our gainesville or lake city offices clear sound audiology where your hearing aid comes with a doctor on may 12th and 13th come experience the gainesville music and heritage festival the wombash featuring little jake mitchell and the soul searchers morning bell sister hazel and many many more friday night is at first magnitude brewing saturday is at heartwood soundstage tickets are available at the wombash.com this is a family friendly event children 12 and under are free there will be food trucks vendors and good times for all that's may 12th and 13th the wombash gainesville's music and heritage festival for more information and to get your tickets now visit the wombash.com we are your home for florida gators softball we are espn 98.1 fm 850 am wruf the home of the florida gators 
Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. I'm going to share a little inside information with you here. We get set for Dick Girardi to join us here at the bottom of the hour to talk Kentucky Derby. One of the things that elates me and deflates me is getting interviews. That elates me when I do. It deflates me when I don't. Stephen Holder is the Mike DiRocco of ESPN.com because he covers the Colts. He wrote, I'm trying to get him on here and just can't get him, uh, but he wrote a terrific column, uh, if you haven't read it, Inside the Colts' Pursuit of Anthony Richardson. It's really good. And I think it gives you an idea of what the Colts were thinking um, when they drafted him. Steven says that hours before the draft began, the team's owner, Jim Irsay, called him, called AR, and said, there's a good chance you'll be coming to Indy in three hours. So he already called him before that. Um, so then they went into how long they've looked at Richardson. Ready for this? 2021. 2021. The Colts scouts were already or already had Richardson on their radar. They gave him favorable grades. And I want you to understand this. Those scouts gave him favorable grades even though in that year he had six touchdowns and five interceptions. And the scouting report said he would be a priority for them to evaluate in the following season. Point of all that is, you and I can look at six touchdowns, five interceptions. Well, he's not very good. That doesn't mean scouts don't, or scouts view it that way. I'll continue this, but first I'll talk to Bernard. Bernard, hello. Hey, Steve, I want to ask you a question about your profession. I've been listening to you here from Orlando while I work, and I thank you at the University of Florida, and I hear you talk about students. So I'm assuming you, you do some type of teaching. Mm-hmm. I notice I've been around a long time in the profession. You're one of the few. You still take calls from the callers, which I enjoy and appreciate. To me, that's sports talk. But if you got one or two guys that are not taking calls and they just talk, then to me that's not sports talk. That's sports opinion. Why is that? Why has there been a change in the industry from taking calls for most shows. I think about you and Dan Patrick are the only ones I know take calls on a regular basis. Oh, that's a that's a great question. I'm not sure I have enough time <laughs> to answer it because I think the answer is not a simple one. I can tell you just from hosting a local show for 25 years that just in doing it here, it's changed. I always enjoy taking calls because I want to know what fans are thinking. 
that that's a that's a I, I've always felt that was important. Could I do two hours and talk to myself and just have guests and do that? Yeah, I could do that. But I enjoy the opinion of fans, whether we agree or whether we don't. But I think now what's happening is that a lot of shows now just want to hear or express their opinion and have a guest to you know talk about whatever topic they're talking about and not have you know people call for you know whatever the reason i think that's just you know things change in any industry i think that's one of the changes that the industry is going through now you know steve i think i agree with you long as it's civil i think dialogue is good you know we can't agree to disagree and like you know you want to get different viewpoints and and and, and take the temperature of the room. So that's all I had to say. You take care and you have a great day. Okay. okay? Yep. Bernard, thank yeah. you. And again, it doesn't mean that people who don't take calls, their show's bad. It's, not, it's nothing like that. Podcasting has changed everything now because when this show is done, we post it and you can listen anytime and you can form an opinion just by listening to it. I mean, it, it, the whole genre of sports talk has changed. And I think some things have, have changed for the good. And frankly, I think some things have changed where it's not so good. Um, but, you know, I'm here. Bring David in. David, hi. Hey, Steve. How you been, man? I'm okay. That's good. You're doing better now that you got a quarterback for the Jets, right? Yes, we now you know could get hurt doesn't guarantee anything, but uh, it couldn't get much worse. What do you think uh, that having him there could actually be a blessing in disguise for Wilson, or you think Wilson's out the door after his contract? Oh, I think he's out the door unless you know if they keep him as a backup. Then can Rogers mentor him? Can Rogers teach him a few things? Uh, yes. I mean, you, if he's willing to absorb it, if he's willing to learn, and then he bides his time, could he then step in when he leaves? Maybe. That's the hope I have because, you know, you, you don't ever want to have a, a, a first-round draft choice be a complete bust, and right now that's what he is. Yeah, I mean... I think a lot of his problems are, I think he has physical gifts. I think a lot of his problems are the mental side of the game as far as, like, attitude and, like, camaraderie with your team and leadership. I think those are, honestly, his biggest obstacles. But that can be said for so many players that go in the league. Like, you don't make it to the league without the physical ability. It's always that other side of it that usually hinders players. Sure. And, I mean, you can have all the physical ability in the world, but, you know, especially at the quarterback position, it's just it's not just you know taking a snap going back and throwing the ball it's this it's the film study it's you know learning from other players it's you know being able to be coached it's learning on the fly if you're a young player and you're forced to play it's all those things oh yeah um and i think that you know you like transition over i was gonna ask you about the gator players that got drafted you look at ar going to the colts and I could see two scenarios where you, you know, you let him sit for a little while because you got Minshew who has started and 
But is Minshew really the caliber of quarterback that's worth starting over your rookie prospect? And everybody kind of agrees that he needs to play to get better. So do you go the Josh Allen route, which is play him early and often and let him figure it out? Or what exactly do you think uh, would be the, like the better choice for him there? I don't know the Colts roster that well. But if it's a roster that's a quarterback short, right? They think, in other words, in a division that's not great, then I would, unless, look, you give Anthony Richardson every chance to be the starting quarterback because you drafted him where you drafted him, right? But the Jets did that, and it failed miserably. It doesn't mean AR would do that, but I think you have to gauge the progress he makes, and as a coach... If you think your team is a quarterback away from being a playoff team, you've got to start the quarterback in the short term that gives you the best chance to do that. David, I have to get a guest on the show. I appreciate your call. Thank you. 129 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Dick Girardi is going to talk to Kentucky Derby coming up this weekend. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Live life to the fullest. You hear that all the time, but it's easier said than done when you're in pain, right? Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is in the business of giving people back their quality of life and providing much-needed relief for chronic joint pain. And not just providing that relief, but doing it in the most non-invasive way possible using regenerative treatments from your body's own natural biologics. Where's your joint pain? In your knees, hips, shoulders, or back? Well, QC Kinetics concentrates these impactful treatments right at the source of your pain, directly applying healing properties where you need them the most. And best of all, you walk in the office and walk right out after treatment. No surgery, no downtime, and patients are raving about the results. So what does living life to the fullest look like for you? Finally being able to play golf, hike, walk your dog, enjoy time with your family, whatever it is, don't wait one more day. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Mike Lester, as the founder of Talon Wealth, you are a fee-only fiduciary financial advisor, and you always have a glass-half-full perspective. But the economic news is discouraging a lot of us. Certainly, I think it's going to be tough. We're going to have a retraction in the economy. That's natural. Things aren't always good. They aren't always bad. But there are far too many advisors telling people to hang in there. There are far too many advisors using scare tactics Mm -hmm. to sell things that, in my opinion, I wouldn't sell my mother, an annuity. Hmm. If they took the time to show you all of your other investment options, I don't think you would choose an annuity. Do a deep dive on your investments and what's likely to happen. You'll be more confident moving forward. And that's what we do in our comprehensive financial plan. And Talon is happy to do that complimentary. 352-751-3200. Or guardingyournestag.com. Investing in stock markets involves the risk of loss, and there is no guarantee that all or any capital invested will be repaid. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Or a license number D056341. At Total Wine and More, save big on what you love this month with hundreds of deals. Get up to 35% off over 100 different wines and spirits, including Cabernet, sparkling wine, single barrel bourbon, and so much more. These savings are huge, and even better, they're on top of prices that are already the lowest in town. Deals this good don't last long, so visit Total Wine and More to find yours. Find what you love, love what you find, at the lowest price, only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly, B21.
Staples has everything to help small businesses do big things. Shipping supplies and services so you can fill big orders. The latest tech so you can create the next big thing. And now during Staples Small Business Deal Days, when rewards members spend $100 or more, they get 30 back in rewards to use on big things, little things, or anything they need. Plus, find new deals in-store every week on tech, office chairs, and shipping supplies. Because for small businesses, Staples knows savings are a big thing. Rewards offer ends 513. Limit one. Redeemable in-store only. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Lots of sunshine today. High temperatures in the lower 80s. We have low humidity values outside and winds gusting to about 25 miles an hour. And that will increase our chance for wildfire spread. A red flag warning is in effect for our area until tonight. Clear skies overnight, turning chilly by tomorrow morning. Lows dropping to the low 50s. In the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. <laughs> Steph Curry got 50. We act surprised when Steph does this. And I keep wondering, you know, you get to a certain age where you go, okay, they haven't figured you out and they won't figure you out. I laugh and I cringe whenever I see one of these young guys going, when he's getting ready to guard Steph Curry. Don't do that. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9 right here on WRUF. We are your home for Tampa Bay Rays baseball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. This is Gatorhead football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. It just seems like yesterday I was talking to, to longtime horse racing guru Dick Girardi about the Kentucky Derby, and here it is a year later, and we're going to talk about it again. Uh, Dick is going to come on with us courtesy of betonline.ag, and he now joins us. Good to talk to you, my friend. How are you? I am great, Steve. Yeah, I think we've done this for like, I don't know, 15 years in yeah, a row or at, so. At least. The Derby. Yes, at least. <laughs> you know, you look at the, the field here. There, is there a real clear-cut favorite in your mind? I, I think that Forte will be the favorite. Uh, he's number 15. He's not, say, like some of the horses you and I have talked about in the past, California Chrome or American Pharaoh or Justify. He doesn't have that kind of talent. But just on sheer accomplishment, I mean, he won the Florida Derby at Gulfstream. He's a two-year-old champ. He's won five in a row. He's six out of seven a lifetime. And he's got four grade one wins, and the rest of the field has three combined. So, yeah, he's done the most. But he doesn't, like, dazzle you. He does keep winning, but he's not like you go, oh, he's like a superstar. But, yeah, he's going to be the favorite. And I don't, I mean, who knows, but I don't see a triple crown winner type horse in this race, or am I wrong on that? No, I would agree with that. In fact, that is, uh, 
that's one of the apps on on bet online uh if you think there's going to be a triple crown winner you can get 10 to 1 uh i'm not thinking i want 10 to 1 on that <laughs> cuz I, I don't think i just don't think i have to see a horse that potentially can win all three and it, and if you like forte for instance the odds on him winning all three are almost nil because Todd Fletcher, his trainer, the two-year times he's won the Derby, his horses never ran any good in the Preakness because they don't run back in two weeks. He never runs his horses back in two weeks. So that's a trainer, as good as Fletcher is, and he's as good as anybody. Uh, he's not a guy who's going to win three races in five weeks with any of his horses. And obviously no Bob Baffert here. Correct. He is uh, Churchill Downs... Uh, suspension ends after this year's derby so it's up on saturday he can run in the preakness this year he can run in the belmont he can run anywhere he just can't run at churchill downs on derby day this is a racetrack imposed suspension not a suspension by a racing commission so yeah he'll be he'll be back after saturday anywhere and at churchill downs starting in 2024 dick you and i have done this as you said a long time i don't know that i've ever asked you this um, you know, there are some people who are critical of the way horses are treated, uh, you know, that there's, this, that there's a, 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 a difficulty in the sport. Where do you sit along those lines? Where do you see the sport of horse racing now? No, it's a great question. Um, I think there are some people in the sport, and I would not count Baffert, and I'll explain why, that have the, done things that absolutely shouldn't have been done. In fact, one of them, George Navarro, a trainer, he's in jail because he was using performance-enhancing drugs on these animals and, in some cases, injuring them and worse. So, yeah, those people can't be in the game, Steve. They just can't. I mean, anybody that's cruel to any animal shouldn't be anywhere, much less in a sport that depends on horses. But the vast majority of people in the game are in it for the right reasons. They treat the horses really well. Where I live in Pennsylvania, the racetrack parks, they have a thing called turning for home, where horses who no longer are able to compete or just older, they they retire them for no money and they find second homes for them and they get to live out their lives on a farm or somewhere. That's the part that people don't really hear about. But the people in the game really do care about these animals, with, unfortunately, the exception of a couple of people who just shouldn't be in the game. Okay. Um, is there a longer shot in this race that you're looking at that might spring an upset? Yeah, I like two. Um, I like two fills, the three. He's listed at 12 to 1. I think he may be even higher than that. I love this last race, the race at Turfway Park, the Jeff Ruby Stakes. Um, and also reincarnate. Uh, I think he's like listed at 50 to 1. I don't think he's going to be that high. But I think he's got a chance potentially to get out on the lead. And that's another neat prop that you can bet. Will the, will the winner go wire to wire in this race? You can get three to one on that proposition. So those would be my two, the three and the seven. And I know I mentioned Baffert a minute ago. Reincarnate was Baffert's horse. He's since been transferred to Tim Yachting because obviously Baffert can't run horses at Churchill uh, Downs. And, Steve, I'll just elaborate one more second on Baffert. Sure. The reason I don't think he should be included in that list is the horse Medina Spirit, who ultimately was disqualified from the Derby in 2021, he wasn't on a performance enhancer. He was a, a, a drug that they use all the time, a therapeutic drug called uh, betamethasone. It's basically anti-inflammatory. It's like something athletes use all the time in, in every sport. 
And but what it can happen, it can't be in a horse's system on race day for a variety of reasons. But for some, I don't. Nobody seems to know why, but it ended up in the horse's system. So the horse needed to be disqualified. But I did not think and do not think Baffert needed to be treated like Lance Armstrong. And unfortunately, that is how he's been treated in the game and outside of it. Uh, weather is always a factor. What's the prognostication weather-wise? Yeah, I think there might be some rain on Friday for Oaks Day, but it looks to me like the latest I'm seeing, Steve, is I think we're going to be good for Saturday and have a fast track. Last two things. Uh, we always talk about uh, post position, you know, where horses are. Do you see any advantage or disadvantage as to where a certain horse is in terms of its draw? Yeah, I think it's interesting. Most of the contenders, I think, drew in pretty good spots. Um, so, yeah, I don't see any great disadvantage. Probably, you know, maybe verifying the two. He's the kind of horse that has speed that they're kind of going to be kind of have to go now from in there because you don't want to get locked in. But, yeah, it was it was a pretty good draw for just about all the horses that I would consider contenders this time. All right, I'm going to ask probably a really stupid question here, but <clears throat> I mean, there, there are obviously horses who are, you know, three to one or five to one and horses that are 50 to one. Is it yeah. a known uh, fact in the industry like, okay, this horse generally gets up quickly, this horse generally will, will lead, or this horse will, or this, this jockey will lag behind? Strategically discuss that a little bit. Yeah, no, it is a known fact because, you know, I'm looking right now at the Daily Racing Forum, which basically has the past performances of every horse in the, in the Derby. And it shows you, like, where they are at different positions of the race. And then, of course, you can go back watch replays to get even a better sense of sure. what's happening. So, yeah, you, you know generally what kind of running style the horse has. And for me, I always try to get a picture of how the race is going to be run to get you a better sense of who's going to be advantaged or disadvantaged in, in certain circumstances. Now, the Derby is just harder than a normal race because there's 20 horses in it, right? If there's six, you can generally get a better idea of what might happen than with 20. It's so chaotic. The first 400 yards to the finish line, it's just you know, all kinds of things that you think might have going to be happening did not happen. If the worst breaks a step slow, you thought he was going to be in front. He might just, and the next thing you know, 18 horses are in front of him and he's got problems. <laughs> I got to end on this. My daughter just texted me and she said to me, I'd like to go to the Kentucky Derby one year. And I texted her back and said, I would too. It's a bucket list thing for me. What is it like, Dick, to attend this event? Right, so I've been to I've been to thirty four of them, Jeez. and yeah, everybody needs to go there at least once. So envision envision one hundred and fifty thousand people um, in in and around a racetrack that's one mile in circumference. Um, some percentage, significant percentage, are in the infield, right, with no seats, just a big party out there. And then Churchill Downs itself has seating for, I'm not going to get the number right, 40,000, 50,000, and they keep adding seats every year. And then there's people that are just in the place wandering around. So, yeah, just imagine a, a, one of the biggest parties you've ever been a part of, uh, food, alcohol, fast horses, gambling. It's a scene. Uh, yeah, everybody <laughs> needs to go there at least once. Okay. All right, Dick. I always appreciate you doing this, and uh, we'll talk again uh when the second leg comes up, thanks for your time.
You got it. Thank you, Steve. You got it, Dick. Dick Girardi has been covering horse racing for a long time. He comes to us courtesy of betonline.ag. 1.44, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Final segment coming up, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Live from Weimer Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Dr. Kim is so, she's spiritually and uh, personally and physically a beautiful person all the way around. That's what I admire most about her and that she's up on the latest techniques and everything that's going on in the field that I feel a lot of confidence and, and I just, I enjoy being around her and talking to her. How about Dr. Art? Well, I think the biggest thing is that, that he stays so far ahead of everyone else technically. You know, you, you don't worry about what he's doing in your mouth because it is the best. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. Hey, Bill, how's it going? I'm fine, Bob. I just wish I were ready for mosquito season. Well, that's why I bought Summit Mosquito Dunks. Summit Mosquito Dunks? Yep, they kill the mosquito larvae before they're old enough to bite. How about that? Well, I guess I'm off to the store. Help protect yourself and your family from diseases caused by mosquitoes with Summit Mosquito Dunks. Available at garden centers, hardware stores, and online at SummitResponsibleSolutions.com. That's SummitResponsibleSolutions.com. The following message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. It's good to have hobbies. It's good to travel. It's good to do fun things in retirement. But I think most of us also want to do something meaningful in terms of giving back to the community. I think if you start as an ombudsman, it's going to tear at your heartstrings and it's going to pull you in. Our older folks need us. For more information, go to ombudsman.elderaffairs.org. That's ombudsman.elderaffairs.org. Southern Sports Today with Chuck Oliver, weekdays at 2, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is Gators head baseball coach Kevin O'Sullivan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, our final segment here. You still have time to get on with us on the Clear Sound Audiology phone line, 392-8255. Cattleman, hello. Hey, Steve. Thanks for bringing Dick on. I'm a big horse racing fan. I always do. Now, I've asked you this before, Steve. You've been to Aqueduct or Aqueduct, however you want to pronounce it, a few times, right? No. I've only been to one horse race in my life, uh, and that was at a trotter race 
that the the track was um, refurbished and they have a they have a race once a year to uh, commemorate it. That's the only horse race I've ever been to. Steve, uh, Tampa Bay Downs is on the Derby Trail, and if if I fell in love with horse racing in '08, Keeneland luckily is my home track. It's the Augusta National of Horse Racing, and Santa Anita's awful good. But I'd encourage people, you don't have to spend a lot of money. Go catch the Tampa Bay Derby. It's a, it looks really like a, you know, it's a big-time race. It's 120 miles from Gainesville. Go check it out. All right. And uh, two quick hits for you, Steve. First off, uh, take a good look at Practical Move in the show pool. There's a uh, cattleman's pick on that, Steve. Two questions real quick. Um, with the AR going um, what, number four, Steve, is he going to be wearing 15? Uh, I'm assuming so. I don't know. So we're going to have to tip uh, tiptoe around AR-15 like we have to tip around the Redskins? That's up to an individual to do. <laughs> well, I think you see where I'm going there. Uh, one last thing for you, Steve. Got a heads up for you. Since AR, would you agree with me, Steve, that he had a checker career at Florida, um, had some, played well against Utah and Tennessee, and had some turkeys along the way, lost to Kentucky. Um, would you agree with that? Um, up and down, yes. Yeah, and, and I think we know, it seems like modern sports is about potential. The NBA is big on potential also, it looks like. Got a heads up for you, Steve. Um, number one pick in next year's NFL draft, Joe Milton. Uh, he might not win the starting quarterback job there, but yeah, but okay. but, but he can throw right. He, he sucked everywhere he's been, but he can throw a ball harder than AR can. Well, we'll see. Yeah, just just a heads up there. All right, Anderson. thank you. Um, by the way, to end uh, the thing I was telling you about about Stephen Holder's column on Anthony Richardson, really good reading, and I, I highly. Uh, encourage you to read it because it does give you um, an insider's look as to what an organization goes through and evaluates when it comes to a quarterback. And remember, before I got my guest on, they looked at him in 2021 when he only threw 60-something passes as a true sophomore. And they said, we have got to keep this guy on our radar. And one of the uh, personnel people said that the ball came out of his hand, the closest thing he'd seen to maybe Michael Vick. And then, of course, we saw what happened, right, up again, ups and downs. Um, they had all kinds of people in their scouting department talk to him. And they liked his personality, and they all came to the conclusion that he had an elite combination of throwing and running ability. In fact, the story says a member of the personnel department said he's not of this universe. And then they apparently decided AR was their top choice weeks, weeks before the draft. And they did go through their due diligence. They worked out the Bryce Youngs and the Will Levises and all that. Um, But apparently they, and then 
Shane Steichen, who's the first-year coach, put Richardson through a ringer on and off the field, um, testing his ability to make reads. Uh, hey, draw this formation. Draw this play. And apparently he did okay. So now we'll see, you know, with because, again, he helped Jalen Hurts. And Jalen Hurts was a very good player this year, and the Eagles were obviously a very good team. But this is what a member of the front office said. Anthony fits us in what we need and what Shane, the head coach, wants to do on offense the best. That's all I can tell you. Now, is this going to work out? No one knows. But it's, it, again, read this. It's a really good insight into him uh, and what the Colts were thinking when they drafted him. Very good. By the way, congratulations to Gator Men's Golf. Um, oh, by the way, he's going to wear number five, I'm, Tommy says. So thank you uh, for that, Tommy. Uh, men's golf, a number two seed um, in the Bath, B-A-T-H, regional. It's going to be hosted by Michigan State. Three-day event, 18 holes each day. It starts Monday, May 15th. The top five teams, as well as the top individual finisher, not on an advancing team, will then go to the NCAs in Scottsdale, Arizona at the end of May. 81 teams, 45 individuals not on a competing team are going to be among those competing in six regional sites, Auburn, Clemson, Michigan State, Oklahoma, San Jose State, and UNLV. So we'll see how they do. But congratulations to J.C. Deacon SEC champions. BB says, when you're at A&M, you'll be able to get a look at their sports facilities, especially football. Already have. Last time I was there. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable what they have there. And, and it's hard. They have every possible amenity there. I'll just say it that way. He says, what's your favorite road trip food? Is there a certain one or restaurant at A&M you're looking forward to? Well, most of the time, we eat with the team. So and every once in a while, you know, we'll be on our own, and then you kind of look for a restaurant that's close by. Um, if there's a particular place that you go to a city for ribs or whatever, you kind of seek it out. But usually it's a pretty um, simple meal. Uh, and I enjoy eating with the team because then you get to talk to the coaches and the players and you know all of that, so that's good. And he says, how do you feel about Anthony starting right away? How good are their O-line guys and skilled players? You know, I, I can't answer that. I don't know. I know what I read. Um, but the Colts are going to have to make that decision for him. I do think he will not start week one. That's just my opinion. It doesn't mean he can't. It doesn't mean he shouldn't. I just don't think 
that's going to happen. I'd love to be proven wrong. Um, all right. We got about uh, two minutes left. And just a quick reminder, uh, tomorrow we will not have a show. We'll be on our way to College Station. Friday, if the technology gods are with us, we will have a show from there. We'll talk to the baseball coach at Texas A&M to give you his thoughts on his team. Nine and 12 um, in uh, the SEC and kind of an up-and-down season um, for them. Uh, Andrew says, quick question, are baseball ballpark hot dogs better than Costco? I get asked that? That's my last question of the day? I mean, I guess it depends where you go, right? I mean, some ballpark food's really good, and some ballpark food isn't. I don't know. I mean, do you have stock in Costco, Andrew? I don't know where that's coming from, but um, yeah, it's like anything else, right? Certain places. Now, I will tell you, at A&M, it's Bluebell Park. What do they make? Ice cream. This announcer makes trips to get Bluebell ice cream when we're there. So, yeah, when you're at Miami, they got a great place. Their, their milkshakes are to die for there. So at certain venues, you do get, you know, things that they kind of had specialized in and have come to be known for. That's, that's one of the cool things about going to ballparks like that. Our thanks today to Florida women's tennis coach Roland Thornquist. His team going to be in the NCAAs here hosting on Friday and Saturday. Mike DiRocco from ESPN, ESPN.com, as he took a look at the Jacksonville Jaguars draft. And then to Dick Girardi talking about this weekend's Kentucky Derby. Our thanks to all of them for being here. Thanks to all of you for emailing, calling us on the Clear Sound Audiology phone line. Thanks to Jose. He did double work today. Hope you had a chance to hear the On Deck show with Jeff and I talking Gator baseball and softball. And then, of course, sports scene today. Speaking of softball, Florida State tonight should be a heck of a game. And then Florida ends its regular season in softball uh, by playing at Kentucky. I'm Steve Russell. We'll see you Friday from College Station, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF.